Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Comparison is the theft of joy. And just because someone else's videos look really great, you don't have to make their video. You have to make your video. Whatever you've got, use it, make the video, and then incrementally get better. Invest in your audio first, your lighting second, and then worry about your camera. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Visual Lounge with Justin and Andy. We're doing our video workflow series. And today we're gonna to talk about when to save money and when to spend money, both on gear and services around video creation. Because it is tempting to try to do everything just with what you have at home or in the office, but sometimes you actually need to invest a little bit of money to get better video. So we're gonna talk about some of those decisions that we've made personally when, uh, as an organization, we make those decisions and kind of work through some of those th that conversation. So Justin and Andy, welcome. It's always great to be with you guys, talk with you a little bit about this. This is a fun topic because who doesn't love talking about saving and spending money? Huh. Absolutely, everybody loves spending money. I was gonna say and, spending's great to talk about. And spending so other people's money is even better. I, lo I love it. So, okay, here's the thing. There is a lot of gear you could get wrapped up in with video. We know there's microphones, there's lights, there's cameras, there's all sorts of equipment. Andy could probably tell us about Justin that we don't know anything about. Um, but I'm curious, because where where do we want to start with this? Because I think it's, it's really easy to say, like, I can't do anything because I don't have budget, but it's also on, on the same side, it's easy to, you could easily spend tens of thousands of dollars, and I don't think either is the right approach. So where mm -hmm. where do you guys start when you're looking at trying to be wise with your, your budget spend for video? Well, can we maybe start, and I know we've talked about this before, but frame it, frame it up from the perspective of, um, just for maybe people who haven't heard, like what are those things and in which order would, should we be investing? You know, I know you've talked about that, Matt and Andy, um, you know, it, do I start with a camera? Like, should I just go blow, you know, 2,500 bucks on a really nice camera and then I'll, I'll look great. Right. You know, so what are the, what are those things? Well, here's yeah. what I always say. I talk about the, and Andy was joking about it earlier, but it's, I call it the, the kind of your triad decision-making, right? Like there's there's an order to this that I would always recommend, and it is microphone, lighting, and then camera that you 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 purchase and invest in those areas. And maybe you don't invest like all your money in a microphone, but like you you get a microphone that's going to level you up, and then you get some lights that may level you up, and then you can look at getting a camera. And you don't have to start with the twenty five hundred dollar camera, Justin. You can start with a getting going from your if you've got a MacBook which has a, a terrible webcam terrible. built into it. Terrible, absolutely terrible, but you get a like a Logitech, you know, whatever number C nine hundred or whatever it is to, to to level up a little bit, and you just go incrementally, and then then you can go back through that that loop and and get better as needed. But for me, that's the foundation: good audio, add light because whatever camera you have is going to respond to that, and then you can worry about upping your game with camera. And I mean, in any one of those cases, there's there's lots of money you could spend, but I think just right. small incremental improvements go a long way. 
I think that's one of those things too, right? Like you can always spend more money. Um, but the thing people don't forget too, is just because someone will say like, oh, I want to buy a really good camera. I want this to be my really good camera purchase. I'm willing to spend X amount of dollars. Maybe it's a thousand dollars on my camera. And they look at like a $900 camera, but what they forgot is a high-end camera is going to need high-end lenses or at least lenses and extra batteries and memory cards and probably a tripod to put it on. So like if you've got a budget, don't max out the budget on the camera because you're going to forget about all the accessories that come with these things. Now, if you're talking about a webcam, that's it. Like you've got your webcam. I mean, so we're, we're starting with a pretty easy to understand budget there. Um, but yeah, I, I think these things, as the budget grows for the item, so does all the accoutrements that come with it, right? Like all the accessories you're going to need and all the things you're going to have to plan for and learn because I bet if you're jumping from a webcam to um, you know, I want to say DSLR, but really most of them are mirrorless cameras nowadays. Uh, and there's a difference, and I can get into that if anyone cares, but I won't right now. Um, but if you get into a nicer end camera, you know, again, we're talking about lenses. And sometimes lenses are just as expensive as the camera. Um, and do you know how to operate a lens? Like if I say a 24 to 70 millimeter lens, does that mean anything to you? If not, you've got nope. some learning before you jump to it. <laughs> right. Well, Andy, it's not, and it's not even that, but I mean, if you think more long-term, like if you have that camera, the body, the lens will probably be good for a long time, but the body mm -hmm. will, you need to have a replacement thought. Like yeah, in three absolutely. to five years, am I willing to spend that money again? Or, you know, with, right. you know, my good news is as long as you take care of your microphones, they're going to last for a really, mm -hmm. really long time. But I know like my setup, my microphone is an XLR microphone. It's not a USB. And so I needed a mixer. And right. I know my camera, I couldn't just, actually now you can do USB, but it's not as good quality. So I had to get a capture card, a thing to plug in so I could get the feed from my camera into my computer. And all of that is just adding on top of, you know, the lens, the camera, I did have to get, you know, some other cords and, you know, then I, for my microphone, I need a boom arm. Like there's like, you've got to kind of take in that whole picture and it would be easy to spend I, you know, I could go crazy. I could spend thousands of dollars on a, on a basic setup if yeah. I really, really yes. wanted to. But I, again, I don't think you have to spend that much to get started. Yeah. Because it, it's all about improving quality, right? Just get a little bit better every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And well, I think the the thing that Andy touched on too there, which is I think so important and in, in maybe even uh, a different offshoot of cost is the cost it's going to take you to learn all the new stuff that you just purchased or bought or invested in. Yeah. You know, I think that's something to keep in mind is the cost of learning because it's one thing to learn the, you know, little nitty gritties about microphone settings, right? Uh, at, at the most basic level, like I don't have a, a super high um, uh, cost microphone, but like even knowing that I need to like have the right setting. So it's picking up this voice and not, all the stuff around like there, there's that but then like there it's a whole other learning curve to like using a mixer and how to set audio levels and right. how to do all of that type of stuff um and you know it, it it hits on every single piece of that that three-pronged approach right it every single time you upgrade your gear whether it's a mic you got to learn all those mic settings and if it's lighting you got to learn all those you know what are the intricacies of those lights and camera obviously tons and tons and tons of stuff well i just want to well, say so to, we... that, to that learning process real quick that because here's here's the thing i'm hearing if i'm a listener at home i'm hearing this is expensive this is hard to do and i i want to stop for a second and and just state 
you, it is not expensive. It does not have to be expensive and it does not have to be right. hard to do. In fact, I will say that I'm a self taught person in terms of this. Like, I, and probably the best thing I've ever done was hang around with like Andy and our video production team, because I learned from them stuff. Like I picked up bits and pieces and that really helped me. But this is something like through trial and error can be learned through watching YouTube videos by going to the TechSmith Academy. This is all very doable and you do not have to spend $5,000. You can, you, I think a $300 budget, we could actually come up with some really nice options. Andy, you were going to say yeah. something? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of those things though. Like what is your end goal for video? Like if you're watching this or listening to this, I assume you actually are interested in video. You want to make videos, but if you're talking about like one video that your team needs to produce, maybe save the money on buying a camera and buying the gear. And now we're talking about outsourcing. Like this is one of those types of situations. If you're not like we record weekly videos. So of course we want to up our game and continue to get better and buy better things. But if you're not doing weekly videos, if you're doing a video once a year, do you need, you know, the high end camera? Do you need the sharpest lens or can you, you know, strike up a partnership with a company or an individual even who can freelance or do these things for you as a third party vendor? Because sometimes that may just be the easier way to go. They'll be faster, they'll be more experienced, and they'll be able to do this while you focus on what you're an expert at. So I'm not saying no one can learn this. Absolutely. I agree with you, Matt. Like this is definitely stuff that people can be self-taught on. This is stuff that you can learn very quickly um, if you dedicate the time to it. But also, is it worth it to you? Is that what you want to do? So make sure you answer those questions. Well, a couple I other think thoughts. For... Uh, real quick. Uh, one, do you even need a camera because you could do screen recording? Two, if you're just it, maybe you're doing something more regular, but it's like webinars, and you're going through Zoom or sure. you're going through like GoToMeeting or something like that. May, you don't need a DSLR to do that, but you do need a good microphone, and some some mm -hmm. type of lighting might help if you're going to be on camera. If you're going to be on like I so I think to your point, Andy, is there's just lots of levels here of nuance of what what do you want to do, and really, like at the end of the day, like I think we are harsh critics of ourselves for not having good quality mm -hmm. on things because we are a company that makes a video tool. But I think for most people, like having a webcam, if you're working, doing a Zoom webinar, we don't necessarily have to go high end because does it really, does not gonna make a difference in the understanding right. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Justin. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, I think it's um, you know for people, if you're listening to this and you're you are interested in making videos and getting better, you know I think um, for a lot of like myself included, uh, as I've learned to make videos and what it takes, it, it gets more interesting and it's like any sort of hobby that you get into, you just want to naturally kind of learn the intricacies and what makes. It better but if you want to learn how to cook you should not just go out and buy the most expensive oven and the best pans and the best because you that doesn't mean you will automatically make the best dish right you know you, there's yes. technique there's understanding like you could buy you could have the best equipment in the world and burn your meal and it would taste <laughs> awful you know what i mean like yes. it, and i like to cook so i think that is an interesting sort of way to play on that where you know, the gear, it will help you like when you have those techniques and you know how what makes food good and how to present it and how to, you know, how to cook with proper technique, better equipment will absolutely make it your job easier, but it's not a requirement to get started. Can I, can I share a, an analogy here? It's similar to the cooking is, uh, I, we have some knives that really needed sharpening and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to really sharpen a knife with a whetstone, right? Like but I didn't want to use the knives. They're, they're not great knives, but they're are, are 
regular use good knives and I didn't want to like ruin them like by blunting them. So I went, we were at a store and I'm like, there was these chef knives that were like, it was like, I don't know, 10 bucks for two. <laughs> like, I mean, like super cheap. I mean, they're decent knives. Like they're, you know, they're Chicago brand or whatever, but they're obviously low end. But I'm like, if I ruin them, it matters to no one. No one can't cut their vegetables or mm -hmm. apples or whatever we have to cut in our daily routines because I've blunted this thing by learning sharp. And I think it's that, that exact principle, right? You're learning the the craft of what angle does this go at? You're learning all the things that come in, in pieces. So I love the cooking analogy because, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've spent money on high end kind of like stuff and it's like, oh, crud, I don't, this isn't right. helping me make better stuff. Yep. Right. I'm I'm reminded of, um, gosh, the question that I would get at weddings from like, you know, the uncle of the bride or groom or something's like, oh, that's going to be a nice video. What kind of camera are you using there? Is almost an insulting question to someone who knows what they're doing, because it's like it's going to be a good video regardless of what gear I'm using, because I'm a talented filmmaker. I'm going to actually do a good job regardless of the gear. So a lot of people think, oh, man, if I had a camera that nice, I could do that, too. Not necessarily, because if you can't make something nice with cheap gear, it's not like the camera is going to magically upgrade your skills. So take whatever it is you've got. If it's a phone, you've seen those iPhone commercials that they shot with an iPhone. Like if they can do that with an iPhone, then you can too. Like it's the skill set you need to build first. And then when you want to up the game on the quality and the things you can do with the camera, sure, upgrade. Robert Rodriguez, uh, the film director, his first movie, El Mariachi, when he needed like a, a, a dolly shot, he put his cameraman on a wheelchair and wheeled him around. Like that was how he got a dolly shot. So like... You do what you can with what you have. And as time goes on and as your skills progress, you'll upgrade those things. But man, if he can if he can make a sweet dolly shot with a wheelchair and a cameraman, like, you can you can use what you've got to make something great. The only thing I'll say, Andy, is I, I using a DSLR. Uh, there are certain things now that I know what it's how it's working like it does mm -hmm. like there's no doubt that my camera my video feed looks as good as it does because of the camera it has nothing to do with me it has Absolutely. nothing to do with the lights behind me I mean, it helps that I have good lighting things like that but it, right. so I think there are levels of like oh wow it looks really good but to your point without the skill behind some of that stuff mm -hmm. like I think you'll see a noticeable difference between a DSLR and a webcam right like it's just gonna be like apparent right but the, the everything else that makes actually makes the video good is what's mm -hmm. important. So hopefully even in this conversation, while my camera is, you know, is, is a really good camera. What really matters isn't how I look. Cause I, I can't fix this, how I look, but hopefully what I'm saying and what you guys are saying is really what is, is right. the, the important piece of what we're, we're doing here. And the fact that I've got a decent looking camera, maybe hopefully draws somebody's attention and makes them think, Oh, okay, well, yeah. They're trying hard at least. <laughs> but you also didn't start there, which I think is the other the other key yeah. with that too, right? Like don't don't put your starting point at somebody else's like midpoint or end point, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And so it's that that comparison which can either it can either deter you altogether or you'll just say, "Well, when I get there, then I'll start." And, you know, I've made plenty and plenty of videos with with a with a normal uh, webcam, even with, with my, uh, uh, built in one on my, I'm on my, uh, MacBook, uh, back in the day. And it's like, you know what, those were, those were internal, or I could sort of mask it by just kind of sticking myself in the corner and I wasn't full screen. So it didn't really matter as much. And again, I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Matt, with like 
understanding what you want to do. You know, if you, if you know, you're going to be full frame talking head, doing X, Y, and Z every single week, multiple times a week, like, yeah, it totally makes sense to like, make sure you can, uh, you know, get the most out of that. But if you're making one or two videos every once in a while, and most of it and 90% of that content in that video is screen recorded, then I don't think it, ma- I don't, you know, it doesn't ma- like, man, it might be, it might actually be way overkill for you to try to invest in a DSLR and learn all that stuff. Because again, if the quality of information is there, if you're helping people learn, you know, your product, your feature, uh, you know, a way to get something done, that matters way, way more than anything sort of fancy or looking good on screen. Like the knowledge itself um, is going to, is going to be what matters most. Well, let me ask this question. Uh, so Justin, so I, I've got a, a Sony a6400 with a 16 millimeter lens. It's on a crop frame. What, that means anything to anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin, what, what camera are you using right now? I'm using a iPhone SE. Okay. It's just an iPhone. It's Andy, an iPhone. what about you? <laughs> uh, Panasonic Lumix GH5. So you, Andy's got far by the most far by far expensive camera, but just I'm, yeah. I, and I'll bring him full screen. Like, it looks kind of like a DSLR. It looks really good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the phone. Is that your daily like use every kind of day phone? This is my this is my daily phone, and so yeah, I. I Oh, go ahead, Andy. You're going to say something? I was no. Uh, to your point, though, stay on camera because I was going to say one one thing is tell them which side of the camera you're using because I bet that's surprising to people. Yeah, so I'm using, I'm not actually seeing myself in the camera. I'm using the other side, uh, which is the much higher quality camera that's on the phone. And if I had, you know, a 12 or even a newer one, the camera that, you know, all of the, they spend a lot of, I mean, basically iPhones now are just cameras. Like that's, that's what's getting updated <laughs> all the time, right? So the apps are the apps. Um, so that, that's one thing I will mention for, for this recording and for, um, for other videos as well. Uh, it, I have to be able to use an app that allows that turns my iPhone into a webcam. Um, so for everyone out there, I use camo studio. You can try it. I think it's like five bucks a month. It's super cheap or you can get even a lot. I was trying to add up all my, all my, all my gear here. Right. And I think it's like 80 bucks for a lifetime license. Like, you know, and, but you can just hook that up. You download a piece of an app on your phone. You download a piece of software on your computer. You connect your phone to your computer and you can use your, your, uh, normal standard iPhone. It gives you all the the settings to be able to adjust. And that honestly, like, like Matt said, for me, for most of the stuff for what I'm doing, this works pretty well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have to, uh, I don't have to get too far into the weeds and that helps me because I don't have the time or energy to get too far in the weeds. Like, at this point in my in my life and my video making career, I I don't need to start worrying about using a DSLR and trying to figure out the settings and try to make you know that uh, that high a quality. Yeah, but I think it, it speaks to the point. Like you know, you can you can invest a little bit and get a long way, or just use what you have on hand. Um, and we 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 have a whole other episode where we talked about lighting, and I think we don't need to cover that again. But I think it's you know same thing. You you don't have to have lighting. You got if you got a window, 
Uh, it's just harder. It's harder to do. You, you know, lighting mm-hmm. can come a long way. And there are a lot of great. There's yeah. again, I can't emphasize enough. There are so many good, inexpensive options. It's just usually yeah. what you're getting for those lower prices is either it's not great, it's a little harder to work with, or it's taking up a lot of space. Like they've got these kits on Amazon for a hundred bucks, oh, yeah. and they have got the big CFL, cur- you know, spirally bulbs, and they do they do a really nice job, but they're big. Yeah. It takes up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have, if you're in an off home office like we are, that's going to be problematic. So I think I, I love this notion that like you can you can do all this stuff. The other thing that I wanted to mention, going back to something Andy said, is you know like do you need do you need to invest because you're only doing this once in a while? Maybe you do need something. There are ways to mm-hmm. rent per, more professional yeah. gear. If you don't mm-hmm. you don't need mm-hmm. to own a, like a, a KinoFlow light, which is a very fancy expensive brand of lighting, which is re- it's really good. You don't have to own it. You can rent it. And we've done that before on projects that we've done when we've been uh, yeah. traveling, right? Like we did an interview series at a conference called TLDC. We're going to interview all these people who are really knowledgeable and smart. And we wanted it to look really good, but we also didn't want to, we didn't have all the gear or did we want to bring all the gear? So we just rented it and had it sent to the hotel and we picked it up. And so that can be another way. It's expensive. It's not maybe a cost as a cost effective, but if it's probably cheaper to do that than the lifetime cost that you might invest. And I would actually add to that because that's a very specific example. And I was there on that trip and we ended up buying those lights after playing with them because they were, you know, we wanted to rent them, see if they were worth using. Plus, if I'm going to ship lights, let's have the people who own the lights ship the lights in the first place. That way it's on them when I'm trying them out. So we had them shipped directly to the location, uh, got to, you know, work with them. I mean, we didn't want to ship them back. We wanted to take them home with us. They were fantastic. So after that, we'd had our experience with them. But I've had the opposite be true, too, where I rent something and go, oof, I wouldn't use that. Um, And so I don't waste the money. Uh, so renting is always a great option when you want to try something out. People forget that that's an option. But I mean, there's there's lots of websites that you can rent from lensrentals.com, borrowlenses.com, uh, lensprotogo. And all these have lens in the name, but they usually rent like all sorts of gear, too. Um, and so that's usually where I would start is, is a rental company. Um, yeah, that's, that's super helpful to be able to try it out, play with it, adjust the settings. Um, and gosh, there's so many YouTube videos. Like, you know, we rented these big KinoFlow LED panel lights and... You look up on a YouTube video, some best settings form, and it just gets you started. I'm like, you know, I know how to set up lights professionally because I've done it. Maybe you don't. Gets you gets you a great jumping off point to kind of watch that video and set up the light. Well, I think one of the other conversations I, I wanted to bring up uh, in this topic is that there comes a point when there's certain things that you can, you can just say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that part of the video. And I think it's really important to know when, when, what your tolerance is, right? Because for a long time at TechSmith, I, you know, I was a manager of the video team at one point. I was running our instructional design team at one point. So I've done lots of different things. And we've, and we always have a strong mentality of we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to, even if it doesn't make sense, we were going to do it. We're going to do all the voiceover. We're going to do all the shooting. We're going to do everything. And while that we learn a lot, the, the challenge I have is yeah. that sometimes it is actually more cost effective to have someone else just do the work. And so I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of like everyone's voice should be heard, you know, use the people that you've got to do voiceover. I think it's authentic, but sometimes you just want someone to crank something out. that's going to be really good quality. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to pay a couple hundred bucks or whatever to get someone to do voiceover for you. Mm-hmm. That could be totally worth it. Or, um, you know, maybe there's a video you need, you don't have the skill or the time to make it. And so why not? There are times when it's, it's great. You, you know, I think we're advocates of making our own stuff. Again, we make a video editor, we make Camtasia, 
but I think there's plenty of times when it makes sense that you're going to, you're going to pull in other talent to do this work because you don't have the skill set, you don't have the time, you don't have the ambition, you know, uh, I think it's, it's, I don't want to overlook that in the equation of, yes, you go, you could go out and buy all the stuff. You can learn how to do it. That's a, a journey. And sometimes you just like, we need a speedboat to get us cut. Let's cut past all <laughs> the learning curves and all the, the other things and get to the end of the course right away. Absolutely. I think the, uh, and you know, that, you know, Oh, I mean, to play a, a little bit of uh devil's advocate, uh, I think, if if you if you do if you are interested in learning how to make videos and you do spend that time that that can compound itself and mm -hmm. save you time in the long run and save you money in the long run um you know I, I looked it up before this just to just to make sure and it was and it was crazy the the cost of of one explainer video the average cost of like an explainer or an, upwards of eight thousand dollars to get something like that made and so when you think about that versus, and again, e even on the, even on the higher end of camera work, but you know, depending on what you're trying to make, if you do learn a little bit, and again, I'm, I think it all comes back to what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make tutorial videos for your software? Are you trying to make a couple social media videos to go out? Are you trying to promote your podcast like we do here and stuff? But like, depending on what you want to do, uh, that, that learning those skills and being able to repeat those over time will compound and you'll you'll save time and you'll save money now again I'm, I'm with you i think that being able to if you need a particular type of video like i'm not the person to go make your marketing like you know overview video or whatever right with animations and trying to do all that stuff that that makes sense to hire out um but i i, I want to also just throw that out there in terms of like getting a video made is expensive yeah but if mm -hmm. you're going to a tv spot guess what? You need to know how to make it for broadcast television. And that's a very different Absolutely. set of skills. Absolutely. Again, and, and again, it's like, what do you want out of it? And then, and then from, so if you start there and then kind of work your way back, you'll understand kind of what, hopefully you'll start to understand what to outsource, what to make, what gear do you really need? You know, just be honest with yourself though. And, and answer those questions, honestly, because if you aren't going to be, you know, like we said, if you're not going to be on camera very often, I wouldn't worry about the camera. Right. You know, we talked about you talk about that and, and uh, you mentioned um, having voiceover work done, Matt. You know, if you want to have someone else's voiceover, you, you can pay that. You can find I mean, there's websites like Fiverr, you know, two hours in the end where you can find a pretty affordable voiceover actor. And, and sometimes they may not hit the mark. So, you know, you audition a few of them and see if see if they're the right ones. Um, but even uh, captions, we forget about captions. Captions are something that on shorter videos. Sure, you can type in your own captions. It's easy. to. It's actually really easy to do it in Camtasia. Um, but man, if the video starts getting long, I don't really want to sit there and type this out. That's going to take me a long time and I got to check my spell. I'm going to pay someone over at like rev.com or, or maybe I'll upload them to YouTube uh, and let YouTube automatically do them. But YouTube again is going to take you time because you're going to have to go back and find all the typos because it's automatic. So they're not going to necessarily get, you know, they, they mess up the spelling of TechSmith every time. It's usually like text Smith. Um, and so Texas I always Smith. have to make sure we catch those things. The Texas uh, Smith, yep. Camtasia, it doesn't know what the heck we're saying when we say Camtasia. So there's certain things that, you know, it's not going to get your product names right every time. It may not get pronouns. Um, so you just do a, do a quick spell check. Well, that's why sometimes, you know, a, a service like Rev, and there's others too, um, it's usually closer to 95% when it's complete. There's still probably some checking to do. Um, but man, it's a lot faster than you sitting there and typing out the text. Like if we wanted to put captions on this video, 
me sitting there and typing out 30 minutes of video captions is not worth my time. I've got other things I need to move on to after this. And so um, those are things we talk about localizing. You know, if we want, maybe this video needs to be seen in Spanish. How are you going to do that? Are you going to hire someone to translate it for you? Or are you going to let, you know, a company take it? There are companies that localize videos for you. You work with them, give them the, your content, um, give them your script, or maybe, you know, have the transcript created uh, of the video if it was, you know, not scripted like these, uh, and then have someone put it in another language. So there's all sorts of things that are worth doing, but may not be um, a good use of your time. Yeah, I think it's a lot about balancing all this out, right? A lot of decisions to be made. And, and you know, this is one of the places where, like, I think we get pretty good advice, but it's at the end of the day, you've got to make your your own decisions about what is worth the investment, what is worth the time, what is worth, mm -hmm. you know, what is it that you want to be an expert in? Do you want to become an expert in voiceover? Do you want someone else just to do that for you? Do you want it to sound a certain way? You know, you want it to sound like the movie trailer guy. You're probably going to pay someone to do that. Um, so yeah, I think can I throw something out to you guys just as a question. Um, you know, if we're, if we're trying to help people get started, I'm just wondering if this is too simple, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll go there. Right. Like, um, if you want to start with your gear, you, you talked about microphones. So worrying about audio, focusing on lighting and then understanding camera. If you could get you know, one piece of equipment for each of those. And again, I'm not saying like they have to be the high end, but just up, upgrade a little bit on each one, you know, get an external mic. Step one, get an external mic that you can, you know, it, you're not shouting across the room and trying to have your uh, laptop mic pick it up, get maybe one or two lights, you know, it could be, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Maybe it's a, it's a lamp for now or something or sit in front of a window, you know, find out, the, the one thing there. And then again, upgrade from your webcam. You could make those like just really small. You could probably spend honestly under even 150 bucks if you got a Logitech and a blue Yeti mic and then found a window and your video, your video quality would go up tremendously just on that. And so, and I think like, I, and I just wonder if, if it's enough to just say like upgrade a little bit and then make the video. Like, that's what I want. I want to put out there. Like, don't let your gear hinder you from actually making the content, like upgrade a little bit to where you feel like a little bit more confident of like, I'm not just, you know, using my laptop mic and trying to like use my headphones here and, and talk into it. Um, and then make it and see and see how you like it. And then if you don't like it or you don't like the settings adjust from there. I would even, I would take that you know, a step backwards and even say, um, make the video first and see what you hate the most about it. Like right, you, you just go. made your yeah. video. What's the worst part? Is the sound driving you crazy? Do you look blurry and unfocused? Is it too dark? Like what, what is the thing that drives you the, you know, the most nuts about that video? So I think in most cases, you're right. It's probably going to be like the computer audio, right? The microphone from your computer. It's going to sound like you're in a big wide open room, closet space. It's either going to be echoey or distant. And so maybe that's the first thing you do is yeah, upgrade that microphone. And at the same time you say, yeah, it was really dark too. And I think the camera might've been okay had I had like one light on my face even. So I think it's a great tip though. Yeah. Get kind of start with something or even start with nothing and see what you need to upgrade first. Well, I would just add to that because I, I do think it's really important that everyone just start making videos like what, with whatever yeah. you got. Right. And, and even maybe more so than what you think, put it out there, actually deliver it. Let people mm -hmm. tell you mm -hmm. like, Oh man, I, that was really hard to watch because it was so dark or that was really hard to watch. Cause your audio, you know, like, 
Yeah. That to me is more important that you're delivering the information because then or be surprised that that it worked. Right. That right. They didn't care. They didn't care because uh, because it's really the next video and the next video and the next and the next. You're you're always looking for a way to iterate. Right. Like we we do that all the time. Like we've we've all upgraded our gear. We've all kind of looked at our spaces. We've you know, we've changed we've changed the template that we're we're using to, to optimize. Mm -hmm. Like and it's not done. We'll never be done. We'll never have everything that we we want right. the, exactly that you know we might get close and the the nuance the things that change might be more nuanced, but that's the thing about video creation. It's like the video I make today is the video I make today, but the one I would make three years from now, as if I'm still doing this on a regular basis, I sure hope it looks is better than what I'm doing today. Right. Um, and at some point there are diminishing returns, right? Like you're gonna go if you're high end and you go spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a microphone. It's gonna sound like a mic, good, really good microphone, but mm -hmm. there's gonna be all the other factors that are gonna affect that. Your room, your all the other pieces. So I feel like at the end of this, it's like, yes, start making that video now, then just upgrade. But every time you're looking for something, it was I think it was Jeremy Vest in a TechSmith Academy interview that we did with him. He said, just get 1% better. Every time just get 1% better. And pretty soon you're gonna be 100% better than you were. And, and for some of us, I think that initial leap from, from like where I am to 100% better is really fast because it's like, oh, I changed three things and now it is 100% better. And then, you know, later right. on, it's going to be like, well, I changed three things and now I'm only 3% better. But that's okay because right. three, that 3% that is going to be way better. Uh, and that just means you're tweaking this, the small nuances. So uh, with that said, that rant a little bit, uh, we are, we are close on time. So I want to make sure we're wrapping up here because, uh, thank you, Justin, Andy, this has been a great conversation. Hopefully everyone listening at home is, or wherever you might be, are getting great, good information. You're thinking about what you can do and to improve. We'll, we'll get our final takes here in just a second, but just as a reminder, if you like what you hear, make sure you like, and subscribe, make sure you give us a thumbs up on whatever platform you can or stars or ratings, reviews that helps us to get found. That helps us to know that we're doing a good job. And if you've got questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, you can always email the visual lounge at techsmith.com. We'd love to hear from you because that honestly reading comments is one of our, we love hearing from you. And even if it's not something we like, Oh gosh, you've got a little criticism that, that helps us to get better. Yeah. And we want to do that. So, um, all right. So let's do our final takes here. We've said a lot. Uh, who wants to, who wants to start us off today? I should, we should do a virtual uh, coin toss here. Uh, Andy raised his thumb, so he's going to go first. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I think like we said, start by making the video and then incrementally get better. So I think what you need to do is use your webcam, use your phone, use your computer's microphone, or if you have something already to plug in, use that. Whatever you've got, use it, make the video. What drives you batty about the video you just made? Anything? Show it to someone else. What drives them batty about it? Is it fine? Are you overthinking it? Either way, you can change one thing about the video at a time. What's it gonna be? What's the thing that drives you most nuts about it? Change that first. Awesome. Final take. Justin, your final take. If you are going to invest money, invest in your audio first, your lighting second, and then worry about your camera. And if you want your camera to be leveled up, use your phone. It's cheap. It's easy. You'll probably already have it. You can hook it up and record your videos on that. It's, it's something you already have. So um, worry about those three things in that order, and you can easily get better uh, results out of your gear without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. 
All right. So my final take here is I think be careful about the about comparison. Comparison, I've heard, is quoted as comparison is the theft of joy. And just because someone else's videos look really great, you don't have to make their video. You have to make your video that is going to be for your audience and your purpose. And that's what you need to focus on when you're doing any type of investing into your gear, your skills, whatever it might be. Do it for that purpose and not just to make someone else's video or like their video because they might have 10, 20, 30 years of experience and you, you're, you're catching up at that point and maybe you'll get there, but focus on what you want to do in accomplishing your goals and the gear stuff will, will eventually fall into place. So, well, that wraps up another episode of the visual lounge. We thank everyone once again for tuning in and we will see you all next time. Thanks. Thanks.